All right, folks, what is going on? This episode 343 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, and um, happy Friday. It is Friday, and we want to do, I guess, another uh, spotlight. I guess you can call it a spotlight of another one of the guys who were drafted in the uh, in the NFL draft by the Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know, basically, you know, second round, the 58th pick. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was the Julio Jones pick um uh that we got from the titans so that's pretty interesting if i'm wrong let me know in the comment section below uh also um we also want to talk about the fan base and you know not necessarily negative but just just put some comments as perspective on this whole situation when it comes to the fan base uh i have a, a couple things i want to talk about when it comes to that and i'm gonna give you my uh, you know give you my uh, explanation of all of that if this is your first time here, welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Over here, we talk about Atlanta Falcons and Georgia Southern football. Um, I say this pretty much, I've been saying this all week. There's not much to talk about with the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles. Like I said, we had three good uh, recruits that um, that transferred from other schools, um, but it's just not enough information to do a whole episode on. I do plan on making some type of video on those guys in the near future once I get more information. So I haven't forgot about any of my Georgia Southern Eagle fans. I haven't forgot about you guys, um, but it's just right now it is so much going on with Atlanta. I mean, my God, I mean, this is really exciting for the uh, for the team. You know, it, it, in my opinion, I think it's very exciting for what we're doing over here. So, like I said, if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm on YouTube and Rumble. I'm also on uh, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, and uh, Apple and Google. So, if you want to listen to the audio side of this podcast, the options are there. Uh, all the links will be down in the description, whether if you want to listen, you want to watch, or if you want to donate, all that stuff is right there. So, um I just thank you guys enough. I, I I can't thank you guys enough for all the outpouring support. So let's go ahead and get into talking about Troy Anderson. I, I, I don't even know where to begin where I want to put up a, a position on him. He's done so much. Uh, apparently, he's going to be playing linebacker. I heard he's taking number 44, um, Vic Beasley's old number. Um, we don't want to talk about that guy. Maybe he could make number 44 uh, a prominent number once again for the Atlanta Falcons. Not to take anything away from Vic Beasley. He did have one good year, but we want this guy to have multiple good years with the Atlanta Falcons. I want to talk about a little bit of his stats or whatever the case may be. His college stats, and I got this from AtlantaFalcons.com. I'll have the link down in the description so you can uh, look at it for yourself. He had, uh, for his college career, he had 2,260 yards rushing, 33 touchdowns, 214 tackles, 26.5 tackles for loss. He also had 10.5 sacks, 12 passes deflected, three interceptions, and uh, that, that that's just... I don't even know what his passing yards are like because he did play quarterback as well. They don't have that here. But as a senior, he was the defensive player of the year because I think this is the year he actually went the linebacker solely. So as a senior, he was the Big Sky player of the year. First team All-FCS All-American, which there's no knock on FCS teams or schools because there's some prominent players that came out of FCS. All-American after getting, you know, 147 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, two sacks, and two interceptions. So you may want to talk about the level of uh, competition that we're, we're talking about. FCS. There, there are some really good teams in the FCS, believe it or not. 
I mean, there's some good athletes there as well. Some of them just don't get the chance or they're not looked at. You already have 126 colleges that you're looking at in the FBS. So when you look at another 100 or some in FCS, you you really have to go digging to scout some of these guys. But, uh, but fortunately, Troy Anderson stood out so much, he couldn't help but to uh, look at this kid. All the accolades he had in college, and he blew away the guys at the combine with a 4.4 you know, 40 time. And at a guy at six foot three, 245, moving like that, you're going to get noticed. You're going to get noticed when you, when you move like that. And apparently it worked out because he ended up getting picked in the second round, which is, um, some people will say it's a reach. Some people will say the, the, uh, Nicobe Dean should have went in this spot. You know, the Falcons should have picked him as well. Um, uh, over, um, uh, over Anderson. But I will say this, and this is going to go into the fan base thing once I, when I get to that point. You have to trust what these guys are doing. If you don't trust what this team is doing or what moves they're making, if you don't like some of the, the things that the teams are doing, I have no problem with keeping, you know, having your opinion out there. But when it goes to the point where you're getting kind of deranged, you might want to just find another team. You know what I mean? Just, just, just find another team. It's, it's no reason to put yourself out there to the point where you're, you know, constantly going after the team. It, I, I'll get to that a little bit later because that, that's just my stance when I just don't understand it. But nevertheless, let me get my camera. Hopefully that focuses back in. It didn't focus in and out. I'm sorry about this, everybody. My camera's going out of focus. wonder why it's doing that. Nevertheless, I'll look into that in a second. Uh, there it is. Um, My main thing is, is like when you got a guy like this that's capable to do so much, it is it it, it it calls for you to think like, what can we do with this guy? Can we use him to to run the ball in in uh you know short yardage situations? Do we need him to use him for a trick play to throw the ball down the field? You know, I mean, we're we're basically looking at a defensive version of a Cordell Patterson. You know what I mean? So what do we do? Do we put him in? You know. At, at tight end do you know you know do we need him on special teams i mean this guy look like he could do a little bit of everything i don't necessarily want to put him at quarterback i mean i mean you look at the pictures on the screen he looks like tim tebow but i think he could throw the ball better than tim tebow but you know that's another story of another day when you have guys like this who can be just as versatile and be uh multifaceted as this guy you I, I understand why you would pick a guy like this over nicobe dean don't get me wrong nicobe dean is is kind of not it's it, he's kind of not what the Falcons defense is made of. If you look at what the linebackers are that uh DMPs usually want, they they're bigger and fit and more physical linebackers, not guys who just fast and just run all over the field. You know, Nicobe Dean's a little bit smaller, kind of similar to Deion Jones, which like I said, that that's a whole situation where he's probably on the odd man out at this point. You don't draft like, you know, two guys that 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 can um possibly you know take his spot and you turn right around and get a Rashawn Evans as well I mean he, he's kind of like nah man I wouldn't be surprised if they you know cut him or trade him sometime within the next six to you know this offseason or next offseason you know I just I just uh, I would not be surprised because it's just he's he's kind of like the odd man out now if you really look at it and um but I understand why this kid is has been picked up by the Falcons. You know, you want a guy who can do a little bit of everything and have his way with uh, you know, all around the field. 
Oh, you want you want to put him at linebacker? I wouldn't be surprised if he can rush to you know be an edge rusher a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if you know he could play you know H back and and run the ball in short yard situations. Like I said earlier, you know I've seen him run down people just running down the sideline. I mean, what an, a phenomenal uh, uh, clip that they had of him showing off his speed. So when you when you get a guy like this. You you find ways to, to to put you. This is one of the situations where you basically put a guy in positions to be good, because you don't see too many guys who are coming in the NFL that are just uh, multifaceted like this. You find oh this guy's an air rusher, oh this guy's a cover corner, oh this guy's a zone coverage guy, this guy's a hard hitting safety, this guy's a guy that could plug the hole up the middle as a defensive tackle. This is a scat back. This is a one cut back. This is a bruiser. This is a, a guy with the cannon. This is a guy who is a, a check down artist. This is a mobile quarterback. This is a tight end that, that can block. This is a tight end that can go catch the ball. This is a wide receiver that that uh that uh could run past everybody. This is a physical receiver. This is a possession receiver. You you see what I'm saying? You don't have anybody that's multifaceted that can do a little bit of everything. You know, this is a great run blocker. This is a great pass blocker. You know, and and when you do hear about things that people are like in between uh, positions, like they're talking about with um, uh, what's the undrafted free agent that we got now, the defensive tackle out of Penn State? You know, when they talk about guys like him, they're talking about him as a, uh, you know, a guy that's basically a tweener, and they're making it seem like it's a bad thing in some cases. It's not a bad thing. You just find places to put them to be successful, and this is what this is what. I think any team would want you would want that one guy that could do it all. It's not in this is almost like in any sport. You would want a guy like that. You want a guy in basketball who could play two way. He could be a defensive guy. He can make jump shots and he could drive to the ball to the basket. You also want a guy in baseball who can do a little bit of pitching and can hit. What's that kid name from the Los Angeles, uh, uh, Anaheim angels or whatever that, you know, I don't follow baseball like that anymore. But the the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or something like that, I think that he played for that team. I mean, he could pitch and hit. You know, you always want – every team wants one guy who can do a little bit of everything. And I don't understand why people would think this is a bad look. Um, I understand the biases of being a Georgia kid and you want guys from Georgia to be on your team. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, if you're going to go a direction that goes against the biasness of guys who want Georgia Bulldogs on the team – this is the guy that you would want. You know what I'm saying? This is the guy that you would want to pick up. So I'm here for this, and um, I'm not co-signing everything that the the, uh, the front office does because I don't think they're perfect. But you got to admit, to, to some extent, when you understand the method of the madness, you understand that they're, they're doing okay. They're doing pretty good, you know? You know, and, you know, and, and, and I want to segue into that, you know, because I'm, I'm halfway done with the uh, episode because I try to do around 20, 25 minutes. I want to segue to talking about the fan base. I look, I, I listen to a lot. I just don't say much because I don't like to go back and forth with a lot of people who are, you know, dissentants or, or have a dissent opinion about the team. I, I mean, I just don't have the energy. I don't I don't have the energy to go back. I mean, look, I've been doing it for years. Before I started doing this, I was in the camp where we used to talk about, you know, how bad, you know, John Madden football was and why that game is trash and why it needs to get better. And oh, you may find this good in the game, but this part of the game is bad. I used to argue with people so much about that. 
I, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm just done with it. I, I can't do anything about that, you know? So I'm, I'm not going to spend that energy on doing stuff of that nature. I, I just can't. So, um, for, for what it's worth, why would you go with the fan base and, and try to deal with something like that? I, I, I just don't know. We, we, we have to find a way to understand the fan base. We have to find a way to say, uh, what what we gotta do is like we have to understand what they what they're, what they're talking about. Some people are just overtly negative, and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, it is what it is. I think at the end of the day, what we need to understand is when we find somebody with some type of dissent and they're really making sense. Like, hey, let's let's look at this for an example. If someone sitting here saying like, hey, the offensive line hasn't been addressed, I get it. You know, I, that's cool. I, I understand it, and you can have a good dialogue with that person. But when you turn around, and you hear people like this person needs to be fired and and um, we don't like this pick and this, that and the third. Sometimes you just want to hear them out. And then when you do hear them out, understand where they're coming from with the logic. But when it gets to the point where you feel like you have to go back and forth with somebody, it gets to the point where, OK, why are you still a fan? You know what I'm saying? Because some some criticism is is warranted. Some um, dialogue going back and forth with the fan base is warranted, and I get it. But sometimes, like we, we all know, this the Atlanta Falcons fan base is uh is different to say the least. They're pretty. They're different. You know, they 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 find things to 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 fuss about and find things to be negative about. And I think you know pretty much all fan bases are pretty much like that. But for us as Falcons fans, we just have to understand like all right, I'm not going to fight that battle. Basically, that's just what it is. I'm not going to fight that battle because uh, there's a lot of positive, you know, feedback amongst the fan base when they do talk about this team. There, You know, no matter everything that we've gone through and all the things that we've done, we always found ways to circle back and find people that we can talk, you know, good things about with this team. No matter if it's, you know, the shortcomings of the team or the times that we feel like the team is on the right track, we always find ways to say, hey, we can have a good dialogue. We can talk about people like Troy Anderson. We can talk about people like a Drake London. We could talk about, you know, all the good times Matt Ryan has had, the times when Mike Vick was, was one of the most electrifying guys in the NFL. Or we can go back and talk about, like, I mean, I could just throw a random name out there, you know, like Willie Moe and or we talk about uh, Thomas Decoe or, you know, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. You know, when Sean Weatherspoon was actually a beast on his team. So we could go back and talk about those things just like the flip side. when we can go back and talk about uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Joey Arrington. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but when people just feel like this team is a poverty franchise and they, 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 they really, you know, want to speak their mind about that type of stuff. That's cool. I don't, I, you know, I'm never going to tell nobody to, you know, to stop talking about stuff like that, but we also have to understand like, all right, what kind of fan this person really is, you know, are, or do they feel like they really are the types that that's going to, uh, you know, help create the fan base, the, the fan base to continue to have a good dialogue. You know, because I, I mean, I don't know. I think one thing about our fan base, good, bad or indifferent, I think we need to continue to create a good dialogue amongst each other, regardless if I you disagree with what I say or, or vice versa. Like I was talking about I was talking to somebody in the comment section earlier um, the, today or yesterday. Um, Wallace, 
Wallace always come through and comment, and I appreciate you watching and comment. He disagreed with things that I said, and I gave him the reasons why I felt the way I felt. And, you know, and that's not the first time that happened, but we always come back and have a collective agreement that, hey, we want the betterment of this team. Some, some And I really don't want to, you know, go down this rabbit hole too much, but it's, it's some people that are fans, quote-unquote fans, that don't want the betterment of this team. They want to continue to have that chaos. They always want to continue to to live off the negative. They always want to look at the 28 to threes and all the other shortcomings that we had to point at the fan base to say, I, I told you so. That they want to be the, yeah, somewhat of the troll of the fan base. A lot of them are like that. You know, in, in my opinion, I think there's somebody working the AJC that does that for, you know, on purpose. You know? I you know, I end up having to block him because I got tired of looking at it. Like, yo, look, it, it's it's one thing to be critical of the team, but just to be negative at everything that well, say everything. When you're negative about eighty percent of the things that come your way, what what are we doing here? And you and we wonder why the fan base feel the way they are. And you know, don't get me wrong, I love listening to the radio station in Atlanta. I love it, and I'm not you know I'm not even throwing any shade at them because I understand how they do it. But the way they do it when they're critical of it, of the team, is in some cases some of the most logical stuff that makes sense that I, 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 that I can imagine. And that's one of the reasons why I like listening when I do have time, listen to the radio stations. And because some of the stuff, especially, you know, the 92 90 game, they're, they're, the guys are great. They do find a way to be critical, but at the same time, make, they make it make sense. But you got some people in this fan base just don't do that. Now, I just don't understand it. But at the end of the day, when we look at what we have here, you know, and I want to I want to finish off by saying this: when I when we look at what we have here, this this draft class that just came in, the draft picks, um, I ain't, I ain't gonna say the draft pick, the draft class that that's coming in, the pickups that we did in free agency, you know. The culture that this team is starting to make of itself. Well, Arthur Smith is finally starting to put his fingerprints on his team after the first year that we could all argue that really wasn't that bad. When you start looking at what this team is starting to be made of, what Terry Fontenot and Rich McKay and all the others are putting together, it's something to be excited about. And you know, I don't I don't even understand why, like, seriously, why would why would anybody want to continue to talk about you know, 28 to three or, you know, 17 to 10 or, you know, any other, everybody, pretty much everybody of that regime is gone. What you want, you want to jump on Grady Jarrett and, 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 and Deion Jones about that? Really? Why would you want to jump on Deion Jones and, well, yeah, why would you want to jump on Deion Jones and Grady Jarrett, especially Grady Jarrett? Jarrett? Grady Jarrett just signed an extension with this team. And you still want, you know, we always talk about people who aren't loyal to a team or whatever. This guy has come in and what, this is his second contract with the Falcons? Like I said, I think he's going to be in the Falcon for life. And you still want to jump on him because of what? I mean, it happened. You know, I really feel like if somebody can't get over that at this point, maybe you just find a new team. And I'm not trying to run them out out of the fan base circle, but I mean, like, your energy could be gone, moved elsewhere. I mean, I, am I talking crazy? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't ever want to go back and forth with somebody over uh, something like this. But there's times where, 
this gets like to the point it gets out of hand i mean for me I, it doesn't really bother me because I, I i look at it on twitter i just scroll or i'll see it in the comment section of other people's videos and i just keep it moving but I, the reason why i wanted to talk about this today because i want you to go through your weekend thinking that this team is on the right path and don't let nobody get in the way of what you're talking about don't let anybody get in the way of how you feel about this team because for all intents and purposes with picks like this with picks like the other picks the all the other stuff that we're doing which my camera's going out of focus again i don't understand that i need to put this back in autofocus but when you have other you know all other factors that are putting in place where we're really turning a new leaf with new ca- new leaf with cap space in the next season you know they, they just keep your head up high because we're doing good things right now we're doing good things and it's something to be happy about maybe this year might not be a successful year but it's all a process and the way they're doing it they're going about it a pretty good way I love the way that the Falcons are going about this because they don't look like they're trying to tank. They look like they're still trying to be competitive and find ways to be fiscally responsible. The Grady Jarrett deal was just like that. They were fiscally responsible with the Grady Jarrett deal where we got $10 more million dollars in cash, so we could sign somebody else. So just watch how things are going throughout this season and next when we have over $100 million in cap space because of the Matt Ryan money is dropping off. Just think about that. If you like this commentary, hit the like button, share this commentary, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I'm on YouTube and Rumble. Also, you can find me on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google. That little button down there that says share, share this. Hit that share button and send this as a text message to one of your friends. Let them know what we're doing over here. Also, if you want to give me a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast Avenue or any other avenue that gives me a rating, do that. Give me a high star rating. Also, give me some feedback. Let me know what I need to do better. Let me know what you like or dislike. Do you like my camera up here that decided to start to go in and out of focus? <laughs> do, do you dislike that? Do you want me to change some things around? Do you uh, like or dislike the format that I'm doing this in? Am I talking too less? Do I need to talk more? Should the podcast be longer? Let me know because I mean, I'm here for you guys. I love talking sports, but without you guys, I'm just going to be talking to myself. And um, yeah, <laughs> who wants to do that? Uh, all right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. You guys enjoy your weekend. We're almost getting this one more week closer to the NFL season. Let's, let's go ahead and get this going. You Georgia Southern fans, I got something for you guys down the pipe. You guys just be patient. And uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Once again, thank you guys for all the support. You guys are amazing. I really, really appreciate it. All right, y'all. Y'all have a great weekend. Y'all be blessed. Peace.